Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani. And guess what? Another solo episode today. Uh, very excited. A uh, bit of a um, an oversight, uh, but uh, all good. We're playing right through it. Uh, unfortunately, was not able to get uh, an episode recorded in time. Had a couple people need to reschedule, which it happens. Uh, I have slowed down the volume of recordings that I'm doing so that I don't get don't make the same mistake as last time and get uh, pushed or or have too many episodes and. And then, uh, you know, episodes come out a lot later than it recorded. So it's all good. Gives me another opportunity to work on non-Friday follow-up solo episodes. So this one will be uh, current events. So some of you may have seen, I know if you listen, I have mentioned that, you know, I think uh, the Wall Street Journal is, is one of the better, I mean, you know, I realize everybody probably has their preferences. There's certainly some you should stay away from, but the Wall Street Journal is a really great resource for financial news. And so I typically will read it every day. And today, so recording this on Monday, and today there was an article how the World Bank uh, warns of a lost decade for global economy. So wanted to break this article down. It's certainly... Interesting. Now, the thing to remember is the Wall Street Journal is still media, right? And so they are going to, you know, use certain tactics, right, to kind of create that that headline, that eye-catching headline. And this one certainly does it. I mean, warns of lost decade for global economy. So, you know, it's something to pay attention to, and it's a good point, but let me first kind of break it down. So what is the World Bank? Well, the World Bank is basically uh, a collection, I believe it's about 180-ish countries uh, combined, and essentially what they do is they give loans and credits and different opportunities to developing countries. So they're basically a bank for, you know, countries to go to for struggling companies, you know, everything from food, you know, water, education, shelter, all the things that developing countries need. So of course they're very involved in global economics. And so what they do, what they do is they track the the global economy and every year they'll give their, in fact, I believe I, in January, I'll have to figure out which episode it was, but in January, I gave their projections that, so at the end of December, they projected that the global economy was going to grow like, I can't, uh, off the top of my head, I think it was like 2, 2.4%, 2.2, somewhere in there. And then in January, it came out and revised that and said it was only going to be like 1.7% this year or you know, it might have even been worse, like 0.8. I know that sounds dramatic, but I think that's what it was. 
gosh, I, I um, should look that up, but so they, they give kind of their outlook. And so essentially what this article is, is they are warning of a lost decade. What does that mean? Well, what it means is between the pandemic that we just had, glo- uh, inflation is rampant across the globe. And then we've got the war in Ukraine happening. So all of those things together are, you know, creating some serious challenges, right? Because the whole world is having to change what they're doing, which means you know, resources and focus and energy goes toward wars and the pandemic and fighting inflation as opposed to like, you know, growth and investing and the things that, you know, push the the global economy up. So their biggest factor that they're uh, talking about and you know, I've mentioned this is China's population is about to have. So basically because of all the regulations that they had in place over, you know, basically how many children could be born, there weren't a lot of children born. And so now once this like older workforce leaves, you know, and retires, you know, passes away, whatever it may be, there's not a huge group to step up. And obviously it's a massive, I mean, you know, China's population is in the billions. And so they're going to be in trouble. And so it's, you know, and a small tangent, if you, if you've noticed that China is pushing to get the global oil trade on the yen, but ultimately because they don't have, because they're going to have this, uh this population issue i i would find it very hard to believe that they can really push to essentially control the you know the number one commodity on their currency i I would be i would be surprised if it happens if it did it would only be a short while because now they are saying that it could potentially happen in the U S as well. But I don't believe that I I do realize that, you know, less, less and less children are being born. I mean, millennials aren't having kids. I'm 32. I don't have any kids. Very, very common. None of my, none of my close friends have them are even thinking about them. So, you know, it's obvious that it will potentially be an issue. However, the, the U.S. is uh, is just a different economy than China, right? China, China is a uh, communist, and so uh, you know, so that's very different in how that's structured. I'm not even going to try to um, try to explain it in depth. Let's see. So, okay, yeah, it's a one party authoritarian. Okay. People's public go with China. Okay. The Chinese communist party. Okay, exactly. So that's basically right. So it's set up different, right? You don't have as, as much, um, you don't have any free speech and kind of all of the things that, and kind of this, well, we don't really have a free market system, but you know, this capitalist system that we have that allows for, you know, the privatizing of, businesses and and can still stimulate growth 
and you know is not as reliant on this like massive workforce like China is, right? Which is why a lot of things are made in China. But you look at things like the minimum wage in China has increased like seven dollars and something. I believe the last time I saw the the data on it, and Mexico's is like five twenty. So you know that's part of like kind of the reshoring that we're doing here in the U.S. Moving things over there, it's going to take time. But you look even five, ten years down the road when you know a significant portion of that has been moved away from China. Not to mention the workforce and everything. It's hard to believe that they're really going to be able to take over as as a world superpower. But you know, who knows what can happen? I also never thought we'd have a pandemic, a world pandemic, uh, over a, a virus like COVID nineteen. But alas, I digress. So. So uh, what they are basically projecting back to the World Bank here is that from, uh, let's see, basically uh, 2022 to 2030. So for the next eight years, it's going to shrink from 2.6% and to 2.2%. So a 0.4% drop in global growth over the next eight years. So it doesn't sound very significant, but you got to put it in into relative terms. You're talking about the entire world, right? So, you know, even if you just did it based on population and, you know, you, you know, you weren't even talking about money, right? You just did it on population, which is seven billion which is what nine zeros and then we multiply that by 0.4 and you get 280 million let's see yeah 280 million so that's a significant like you know, that's a significant chunk of change right there, right? Monetarily, however you want to, you want to put that. And so, you know, that's a significant and that, and, you know, you got to remember that's trending downwards, right? So that means that there is not going to be economic growth like we've seen over the last, you know, eight years. Uh, let's see, from 2000 to 2010, it was 3.5% on average. So, You know, uh, it, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Now, economists or other economists are coming out and saying that it's a bit dramatic. They're being a bit pessimistic. But again, their big thing is this, you know, uh, as the populations, other things like restrictive trade measures, uh, tariffs, you know, you look at things that are happening in like France, uh, France, right, where they are the wor- the entire like city infrastructure in Paris is on strike. Well, a lot of France is on strike because they are changing the retirement age from sixty two to sixty four, and so it's obviously. I mean, the French know how to riot, and they are absolutely rioting. I mean, 
there's something like 6 million tons of, of trash on the side of the streets because the city workers and garbage men are on strike and it's crazy. So, you know, the, the main areas where you're going to see it happen is, is in Asia, right? Like I was saying with China and that's a significant, I mean, portion obviously of the, of the global population. So it's something certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, again, you know, whenever you're reading news, albeit even if, you know, there is data, just remember to keep an open mind. You know, they still need to get readers and things like that. So it is a very informative article, but, you know, obviously a very dramatic headline. And so you see other economists coming out and saying, you know, not, you know, it's not quite as as doomsday as as it sounds, but um, but the the point I want to basically end with is when you hear this, right? It's it's important to know that it, over all of those times, even you know when the the slowing over the last decade, people still made money, right? Investments still worked. There's still opportunity. So this is not a doomsday, like, you know, take all your cash and hide it under your mattress. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are still going to be opportunities. It's just that in 10 years from now, the world's going to look a lot different, which, you know, shocker looked a lot different 10 years ago. So not really that surprised about it. So anyway, I hope that was a help you guys. I appreciate it as always. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Johnny Katani. Johnny with no H. It's always a pleasure to come on and do a solo episode. Lots more to come. Uh, reach out if you have any questions and I will talk to you guys later. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to katanicapitalgroup.com to learn more.